Hill Street Blues won't be seen tonight, so we can bring you a very special episode of The Gen X Files. Welcome to The Gen X Files. I'm Jim. I'm Adam. And today is another little For the, the Stepdads. Yeah, you silly little stepdads are back. <laughs> Talk about some 70s sci-fi. It's been yeah. a minute, man. So Adam yeah. and Phoebe, they went on their summer vacation. Adam went to go, they, Adam and Phoebe went to go see Adam's folks for their 50th anniversary. Yeah, happy anniversary. In, uh, Big in, 50. In Illinois. In Illinois. And then they swung on down to right. hot-ass Phoenix. <laughs> Yeah, the day going from waking up to 55 degrees and then going to 115 degrees, people are not designed for that. No, you're lucky you didn't get sick. Uh, uh, the funny thing is I did. I did get I sick. That's not <laughs> I, funny. I caught a cold uh, during the, the whole sh- fiasco. And then but, you uh, swung, you guys swung down to Phoenix to Phoenix, uh, uh, for uh, Phoebe's niece's first yeah. birthday. Yeah, she's such a s- sweetheart. When you think of cute babies, she's stinking cute, man. Nice. <laughs> it's hard. She can try to get her... On the Gerber, the Gerber yeah. baby. <laughs> she's adorable. And she really likes me. Every time she, she would see me, she would smile real big. It's nothing quite like having a child smile at you. Oh, now you're going to think about having kids? Hell no. <laughs> not at all. I literally can't have kids. So, so yeah. So yeah. Adam's probably exhausted. He's been on the road for two and a half. Yeah. He just got back yesterday. But it was nice. I, I got to travel. I read a lot, uh, which was great. I read a bunch of books of uh, the source material for things we watched this month. Nice. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was fun. It was good to see family and stuff. I'm very happy to be home. Yeah. I, I did the opposite. <laughs> um, I, for the show, uh, watched a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have a lot of things to recommend, a lot of things to talk about. Nice. Uh, yeah, the cat and I did some binging. Yeah. Um, when she wasn't being a nasty little thing. <laughs> she's, <laughs> no, she's a... Was she being better? I, yeah. yeah. Well, she's funny because I did have to work... A little bit, so mm-hmm. I left her, and it's very rare for her to be home alone, right? Like completely, There's alone. usually somebody yeah. here, yeah. And she doesn't like it; <laughs> does not like being alone. Uh, yeah. So she has to punish me for a little while. So it, it she's so cute. It's so funny. <laughs> she'll it's so funny. she'll she'll what what she likes to do is she'll get on the bed and she'll turn her back to me and sit. <laughs> Just to show either that or she'll like jump on the bed and give me uh, a little bite and then run away just to show so her displeasure. Weird. Yeah. She's such a weirdo. But then she was super cute. Then she was just all cuddles and kisses yeah. for, you know, she loves, uh, she loves how lazy I can be. Yeah. And how sedentary. I'm like a statue. How cat-like you are. Yes. <laughs> I am very feline. It doesn't help any that it's super hot now and oh, that God. we have our he- weird setup of trying to keep the Rube hen- Goldberg. Gen X headquarters cool. This is so Rube Goldberg-y, and, and she is not a fan no. of the fans by any no, means. No, or the air conditioning yeah. or anything that's different. She's so, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, man, let's talk about the month. What a great month. My favorite genre of sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. I, I spoke about it ad nauseum but i just i love these movies so much because they're equal parts cheese oh so cheese and social commentary yeah and over the top action or over the top just the utter ridiculousness of most of it is fantastic and just a weird costume i mean they really the imagination in 70s sci-fi the imagination that it takes to bring a lot of these things together it's really innovative and yeah, interesting. It is so much as today's sci-fi is very interchangeable. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to distinguish. There's 
as much as I absolutely adore Blade Runner, it did not do us any favors for yeah. design because it's so perfectly designed. Yeah, yeah. Everybody wants to rip off that cyberpunk kind of. It spawned a new genre yes. called neon noir, right? Which yeah. is awesome, but you know, I, I like Zardoz, man. I like. I know, I know. Dudes in diapers and giant heads spewing guns out of their mouths. I like weird, wispy. Uh, burlap outfits in in uh, Logan's Run. Or... Oh yeah, and the weird the weird sleep uh, event where they all f- float into the sky yeah. and explode. Yes, yeah. Or the awesome super tight white seventies suits with the awesome white cowboy hat that <laughs> J- Jimmy Conn wears in Rollerball. Oh, rollerball. Yeah, I. It, it's interesting because I felt like I feel like seventies uh, movie sci fi. Uh, all of these movies included were uh, kind of a, a response to '60s like novel sci-fi, yeah. which was also tied in with like the Twilight Zone mm-hmm. and like in Alfred Hitchcock Presents and a little bit, but are the uh, Outer Limits, sure. you know, things like like you could literally write whatever you wanted, and it was like, yeah, we'll figure it out, we'll right. make it work, you know, whatever idea you have, no matter how weird it is, we'll make it work and make it happen. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of future stuff too, and and but everything seemed like '50s. In 60s sci-fi, it seemed very grounded in, like, reality. Right. Movies. Movies mm-hmm. did. Yes, I agree. Even TV. I mean, even, like, sure, Twilight Zone. I love Twilight Zone, but it all seemed like it could happen within our reality almost. Yeah, yeah. You know, there were the twisty yeah. ones with the guys with the gross faces and, like, we all yeah. have gross faces and you're yeah. pretty, so you're gross. Sure, 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 sure. There was always – you had to back then. I, I mean, now. You should now as well. But, like, there needed to be some kind of something that the, the audience would be able to connect with. Right. Uh, yeah. 70 sci-fi, they didn't give an if. But that's But that's that's <laughs> the thing is that the 60s sci-fi, like, TV and movies was that way. But the the short stories and the, the novels were so far beyond yeah. that. It was like – we're gonna. I reading uh, Logan's run the the original novel. Half of the novel is them just making up words that you have to decipher as you go along, and it's like I have that to reread like a sentence like eight times to be like, I think this is what they're talking about. Yeah, you got the, you got the goobies on the jib jab. I, yeah, I mean literally, it's like get your bloobity bloobs. But you know, in that world, it makes sense, and that's sure. the character because you're going from Logan's point of view, so it's like he knows these things, yeah. and you just kind of have to catch up, and you know, and it's I love that stuff though. Yeah, I wrote it same. Yeah, I wrote a script. Uh, called Teenage Reefer Cannibals years ago. Yeah. And it takes place in the 50s. And so I researched 50s uh, slang. Yeah. Lingo. uh, Probably too much. (laughs) But it was so much fun to to jam that stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like so I just I love slang from different eras because it is so bizarre. It is so bizarre. And especially like the. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the origins. Well, as a writer, you have to because that's what people then immediately believe. Like, oh, like this is the world they're in. But when that world is in twenty one sixteen, and no one knows what that world is, yeah. there's nothing to literally latch onto. It's like, no, you, you can know, make up whatever you want. They talk about they talk about the maze all the time, and it took me at least eighty pages to realize that was like an underground subway. Essentially, that went around the entire world. Okay. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was good. I mean, it was good. It definitely ended very differently. Uh, and they didn't... The weird thing about it is that it wasn't a bubble city. I, I get why they had to do that for the movie. Right. Because like, they had to get out of the bubble city, yeah. you know, or whatever. But it's like, it, there were still just as many people in the world. They were just all under the age of 21. But they went to Crazy Horse. They went to the North Pole. Like, they went to all these random places immediately with the... Um, 
Then went to all these random places immediately with this maze thing that, like, it, it, you know, moved them from place to place. And it was interesting, and I get why they had to tone it down for the movie. Yeah. Uh, I, I ended up not watching the show, so maybe they explored more of that stuff in the show. I, I don't know. I, I was going to watch it, too, but I just did not get around <laughs> to it. Not. It was, like, homework. Um, <laughs> it's not good. I, I, I remember it. I watched it yeah. as a kid. It's very close to the, yeah. you know, I'm sure they reused a lot of the same stuff. There was a lot of in the in the novel. There was a lot of weird groups of like, you know, all the young people that decide they wanted to live outside, and they lived in the Badlands in like South Dakota, and 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 they were essentially like indigenous Americans, but not really. You know, they visit like a nursery where all the kids are like four or five, and they're hyper intelligent, and they mm. like try to take one of them away, and all. It's it's just it was a series. It was very episodic. It was a series of them facing uh, challenges and then, you know, surpassing them. Well, it sounds to me like it would make a good series reboot, like a television I, like a I, Prime yeah, or yeah. Hulu. I, yes, I agree. I think it would be interesting to revisit it and stick more to the source material. Because uh, it did. I mean, he did. at the In the movie, he gets uh, assigned to go defeat it and defeat the sanctuary and, like, find the runners and all that, you yeah. know, whatever. And in the book... It's, he decides because he's on his last day, and he's like, well, if I do this, either one, they're going to have me not go to sleep, or two, it'll be my blaze of glory of like, hey, I defeated the sanctuary thing. And, and his character arc, you know, by the end, he's like, no, actually, we need to live. And, All right. Well, it sounds interesting. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, it was good. I don't think, I don't think you can remake Zardoz. In any way, shape, or form. No. And do it justice. <laughs> no, not it's at all. It's an anomaly. How would... Yeah, that is... The most unremakable movie ever. Well, the number one reason would be why. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. Because it's perfect. But you why know, would you want but to? There's no way that you're going to improve upon that movie. No. In any way. No. So, but I, I would like to see like a, like a Christopher Nolan Rollerball. Yes. Or a really yes. smart director take on that. Yeah. Yeah. Story because I read. The short story. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah. Which was remarkably similar to the movie. Yeah, um, written very well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It really reminded me of Stephen King because it had those punchy sentences yeah. and those yeah. kind of like, you know, cliffhangers that, that, yeah. that got solved like three sentences later. <laughs> right, I mean, right, it's a right. short, short story. Sure, sure, sure. But it was very, very similar to yeah. – much more than I thought so, especially with the whole wife and the, and the you know, the corporatocracy kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only thing that was really different was the motivations. Right. It wasn't – they weren't after – Jonathan wasn't being forced into retirement because he was an individual. Right, right. It was – He had been doing it for like 15 years and he was just getting old. Yeah. Like it was it was him knowing that he couldn't do this forever. But realizing, again, just like the the movie, that, yeah. that his personality is basically rollerball. Right, and that he he wanted to be more. He wanted mm-hmm. to, to not just be the rollerball guy – Rollerball guy, right? Like he wanted to to be more than that, and 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 in that world, you couldn't be like you were in your little area, your little your, your little expertise, yeah. and then that was it. And yeah, yeah, it was good. It was a really good adaptation. I'm glad I read it. Um, it's such a great movie. Oh, God, it really is. So it really all of these movies this month were really fun and different in their own way, and it, and it, they're a great representation. It's just how nutty <laughs> your 70s sci-fi can get, you know. I was reading an article that the 70s, it was a time where we were the most into diversity, 
inclusion, yeah, yeah. and equity. Yeah. We were moving so much towards like racial equality, uh, LGBTQ acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. It was this really we're all about to legalize pot. Right. That right. was coming. Yeah. Um all this stuff was just gearing us towards this, you know, great future. Kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Reagan <laughs> put a stop to all of that. Oh, and yeah. it's really interesting because it does kind of reflect the sci-fi of the 70s because yeah. even though there's a lot of dystopia, right. There's also a lot of hopia. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, wow. That was awful. Wow. That was horrible. But you know yeah. what I mean? It's like there was – we were pointing out what's going to happen in the future if we don't change our ways. Yeah. And people seem to be like, okay. Right. You right. know? we The the whole environmental situation was coming uh, more and more into focus. Right, right. And people were more about, okay, let's fix it. I mean, it was so weird how that decade was propelling us towards yeah. the – Progressive leftist future. utopia yeah, that yeah. we all desire, <laughs> and then uh, and old Ronnie came in and squashed it. Yeah, yeah. And he, then you could see the sci-fi from the eighties, which is a dystopian, right? You know, like much darker. Yeah. yeah. And then the nineties was kind of a blowback because you have stuff like uh, Demolition Man. Demolition Man. The blowback was you've got. Dennis Leary that's like, I want to smoke cigarettes, and I want to eat, I want to eat hamburgers, and I want to do this, and yeah, I want to do that, yeah. and I want to be able to do everything that's gross, and I want to be this, and I want to be yeah, that. And yeah. so it was basically showing this utopia PC future. Right. But then the blowback is, well, I just want to do all the scummy stuff. Right. And we're all right. like, yeah. Yeah, but, scummy stuff. So it's so funny, you know, the way that <laughs> yeah. the blowback happens in each decade. I don't know. I just find it fascinating. I think sci-fi is such a great barometer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of, totally. Of what the social oh, yeah. consciousness is yeah. of the time. Well, that, and that's what I – because my favorite thing growing up was were sci-fi short stories because it was – you were able to have social commentary, have it be that subtle social commentary that you didn't even realize you were reading social commentary. Exactly. You can have this whole thing about aliens, and it's like, oh, my God, it was about racism. Yeah, yeah. You know? so yeah. It's, and that was one of the brilliant things about the Twilight Zone and the Outer Limits right. and those kind of things is they would – Sneak little yeah, social oh, messages. Oh, yeah. and, oh, I mean, yeah. not sneak. They would hammer they, them in. They were with in a there. Giant sure, hammer. sure. But still, I mean, it was very. You could get away with that kind of stuff where you couldn't. Yeah. You know, so much in just like real life. You know, you couldn't well, have like a detective right, show right. where it's you know. Well, and that, and that's in the nineties. They tried to redo the Twilight Zone and the Outer Limits and all this, and they failed because you know? they took. Like, they didn't get that. That's the problem with these reboots. Is they. They forget what the soul right. of the right. of the property is, and when you <laughs> when you excise the soul, right. then you have a soulless cash grab. Perfect example: the remake of Rollerball, oh, two thousand two. Rollerball. What was that song? Oh, it got stuck in my head. No, it was. Uh, oh, I don't know. It's all like puddle I, I, of mud. I've blocked it out. Oh, it was whole, so bad. That whole period of time. <laughs> It was embarrassing. It's so indicative. It was embarrassing. Yes, but it's true. I mean, the remake of that is so of its time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a perfect movie for its time. Well, yeah. Because of extreme sports were really big. Triple X. And, and, and energy drinks. Yeah. You yeah. know, and people just, you know. Uh, Fast and the Furious. And, yeah, but everybody's going to the extreme. Yeah. You know, everybody had to be, <laughs> you know, at level 10, man. We got to hit it. Mount, Mountain Dew Plus. Yeah. <laughs> Code red. Code, code red. red yeah, Dew, code baby. red. Gotta go code red. You know, caffeinated, upset. Oh. 
Just a bunch of whining. It was so bad. I, we, we have to watch it at some point. I've never seen it. I have. I I think I even saw the unrated version. Oh, really? Well, because it was least violent and yeah, had, you yeah. know, they, it wasn't watered down PG-13 yeah. version or whatever. I think they had the unrated. That was a big it thing, did, too, back then. Out, yeah. Everything had an unrated version. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, man, there's going to be lots of sex or something. But it was usually just a bunch of F words. 33 seconds of somebody's butt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if you haven't seen these movies, again, I know ad nauseum, yeah. we're just yeah. like, watch them, watch them. But watch them and, and get yourself like. Get yourself some other good. We're going to be covering a lot of '70s stuff because yeah. it's my favorite decade. I'm sure, forcing poor Adam, and, and I don't know anything about it because I wasn't born in until the late '70s. But yeah. but I but this is but this is what I love about it is that I can see your passion for this stuff, and it makes me excited for these things. You know, well, it's like the '80s because I was born in '69, so mm-hmm. my formative years were the '70s. Sure. Same, yeah. And, I, mean, I mean, like mine was the 80s. Right, yeah. So I'm sure that you have a love for things 80s. Oh, yeah. You know, that oh, I yeah. still have. But, but you know, it's like the cartoons and stuff that you were into, I'm probably <laughs> still into because I've loved, you know, You're I've loved cartoons way cartoons. too long. Yeah, <laughs> I never grew up in that respect, yeah, yeah. in many respects. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, you know, the, the stuff that we have, like I just, it was such a glorious time to be a child. Yeah. Because yeah. you the, the, there was stuff for you. Like now, yes, there's tons of stuff for you on iPads and, you know, right, this and right. that. But but we had like a block of time. The TV time was precious. Yeah. You had three yeah. channels. You only had 24 yeah. hours a day. You had to get your golf in and your sports and right. your soap operas and your sitcoms yeah, and your procedurals and your news. <laughs> But we would get a block, man. We would get a block in the afternoons. Yeah. We would get a block on Saturday mornings just specifically for us. And it made you feel special. And it also made that time special. Right, right. And because, you know, parents, too, were like, just like today with oh, limiting screens. Right. Our screens that were limited were TV. Yeah, yeah. And in limited time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's all the same. But but we didn't have a choice. <laughs> right, right. Or very many choices on what to watch. And another thing, too, is like, Oh man, if two of your favorite cartoons were on at the same time on different channels, it was Sophie's Choice, baby. Yeah, what do you do? Yeah, yeah. Once VCRs came in, then you could have that magic that was like watch right. one thing and tape another that was just like voodoo. Right. How the hell do they do that? But yeah, man, I mean, the 70s was just a simpler, more positive time that is just kind of unique in our history. Yeah, yeah. There's no other decade like the '70s. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of strife and there was a lot of a lot of of bad things going on, but that made the entertainment even more important yeah. because it was like we need to get you know we want the kids to escape away from that. But people were exhausted. Yeah, they were exhausted from the war. Yeah, they were exhausted from Watergate. They were exhausted from all of these. New types of scandals and things right, that were happening right. that had never really happened before. Yeah, this this distrust of things that distrust of the government hadn't, that hadn't been. Yeah. yeah, there wasn't that before. No, at least mainstream. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, I there, mean was there was always, always, yeah. there was always, always those commies be. trying to ruin everything. Although, I mean, technically, we should have been distrustful of the government long before that, with all the various scandals that happened. But because of the uh, rise of uh, uh, global media and stuff, we were able to get that information faster and, sure. and stuff. Yeah. And Watergate helped a lot in terms of accelerating our distrust of 
yeah. government. Because right, right. Basically, the president was a crook. Right. I am not a crook. Right. Yes, you are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but do yourselves you, a favor. If you have to say I'm not a crook. Yeah. Probably exactly. you are. <laughs> that was quaint. Remember back then uh, when people yeah. were held account? Uh, uh, held to account? It's coming back around. Let's hope so. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, look, Delve, you're, if you're my age, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I'm preaching yeah. to the choir. Yeah. But if you're a younger pup or pup, younger pup? Yeah, younger mm, pup. Sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's really gross. If you're a younger person, give yourself a little 70s. Uh, detour. Yeah. You know? Look yeah. at some books. Look at some TV shows. Look and get a feel because I'll tell you, the clothes, everything about that decade is anomalous. It is yeah. so bizarre and so just weird. so glorious. Yeah, it's amazing. It's really amazing. Uh, I mean, and God knows we have plenty of other seventies stoner sci-fi to explore. Oh, man, we haven't even talked about Planet of the Apes yet. I uh, I know, I know. In the sequels, oh well, man, Planet of the Grapes. <laughs> About the wineries. Uh, I love I, uh, I love Planet of the Apes. And we will. We're going to do a Planet of the Apes month. Uh, but there's too many. God, the, those last couple movies. Well, I should say the third and fourth movies are so 70s preachy sci-fi. Oh, we'll lump those together. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. And we'll ignore. No. No, we're not. We're not going to ignore the Mark Wahlberg one? Oh, well, no. I mean, we'll talk about it. With the last movie, we'll talk about it. That was a shame. It was more, it was actually closer to the novel, the original novel. Oh, I know. uh, But I'm sorry. That was Tim Burton. (laughs) I don't, anybody, look, man. That was Charlton Heston. He was dying. Mark Wahlberg does things (laughs) well. He plays a dummy really well. One part he did perfectly. Boogie Nights. The Departed. Boogie Nights and The Departed are both brilliant Two. performances. Exactly. By yes. Him. Oh yeah, yeah. I would. Yes, Boogie I would Nights agree. is is one of my favorite. He has movies. a very narrow range. He does, <laughs> and when he steps out of it, it's glaring, oh. like the happening when he was. I'm a scientist. I don't, he, I don't know. The, the, well, that's the trees are eating this. And Planet of the Apes, he was an astronaut. An and it's astronaut. like, no, you're not. You guys are apes. No, you're not. Well, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. Yeah, I just you know. He, uh, he's got a wheelhouse, and when he steps and, and, and it, it, you know, when he hits it, it's brilliant. Oh yeah, uh, uh, the other guys, yeah, with Will Ferrell, brilliant. hilarious, brilliant. Look, movie. I don't want to. I'm not pooping on him. He's good when he's good, or he's great when he's good. Sure, but then everything else is not good. Yeah, but I. But anyway, the the whole thing is. Uh, I love the original Planet of the Apes novel. It is Pierre Boulet, amazing French oh, yeah. author. So good. Uh, the movies are amazing. I have a Caesar head I know. that holds all of the DVDs, in it, which it doesn't even include the new ones, which I've, eventually I bought the new ones on 4K. Those are good. The rebooty. So good. We'll do that eventually. It'll yes. Yeah. We'll do it. Look, and we'll do uh, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. And yeah. we'll do, you know, we've done Buck Rogers. We've done a lot of the TV stuff. But, you know, that's post Star Wars. you got to look at. 70s sci-fi is pre and post Star Wars. Oh, yeah, of course. Because pre-Star Wars is so crazy and unique, and there's so many just creative swings. Oh, yeah. Big swings. Yeah. Yeah. And then after Star Wars, everything was, uh, let's just make Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although there was, I will say, in the 80s, there was some good uh, blowback to the whole Reagan era Mm -hmm. and, like, like, uh, um, space pirates, ice pirates, ice pirates, <laughs> robot jocks, which is a 
awful movie, but so good. Ice Pirates is on YouTube. I don't know. I was like zipping around YouTube the other yeah. day, and I, I remember seeing Ice Pirates in the theater. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, I'll pop it on. Yeah. And I started watching it. Oh, it's a horrible movie. But yeah. But the, the cast, you have Angelica Houston playing just like a one of the pirates. Yeah. You have uh, Ron Perlman looking so young and so absolutely different than he looks now. <laughs> it is. I would watch it just to look at Ron Perlman. His his face and jaw have continued to grow while he's gotten older. It must have. Like he's just gotten this. He he has a, his face is like the size of a desk now. But he's like, just like just a huge. little guy. He's like a little yeah, guy in yeah. this. There, he's not all big and crazy. Oh, and, really? Yeah. You know, he's just like. There's Ron Perlman, you know? <laughs> uh, so, okay, first and foremost, we're going to jump into what we've watched and stuff. Sure. But we had talked about this. Uh, we need to talk about the new Indiana Jones movie. Yes! Oh, my God. Look, I know we're at the end of July, and it's been out for a while. I don't even know if it's still in the theaters. I assume it is. It is. Okay. It is. Uh, it was so fun, man. I loved it so much. Me, too. It's. I love all the Indiana Jones movies. I know people have a lot of problems with Crystal Skull. I don't. I still think it's super fun. We just watched it recently. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, is it, is it Raiders of the Lost Ark? No. I, I wouldn't say I loved it. I'd say I liked it. I, I loved it. Love it. And, and the, the main reason why I loved it is one scene, the scene when he is reunited with Marion. Yeah. The acting that he does is, it's just a tiny little moment. But the way he looks at her, it's like looking at a teenage Harrison Ford again. It is such <laughs> it a is. brilliantly acted scene. And they, they are so good together. But this movie, it's tight. It is such a great ending to the story, Indiana yeah. Jones story. Some of the criticism that I've heard is like, oh, you know, he's so he's just a broken man and he needs like this woman to blah blah bloop. And it's like you guys are totally missing the point. What? Totally missing yeah. the point. First of all, uh Indiana Jones had a pretty tough life, man. Yeah. There's a lot of... He's been through some ass. He's been know? shot nine times. Yes, and he's been fighting and Nazis. That was before the movie started. Yes. Phoebe Waller-Bridge. She's brilliant. She's she so good She's so good as a foil. Their, their chemistry is amazing. She has a great arc. He yeah. has a great arc. Yeah. And the fact... The whole thing is just such a great character study. That's yeah. the thing about this movie that I think is... Is it, it, it delves deeper into his character than any other movie. Yeah. Because yeah. we're at the end of Indiana Jones's life, you yeah. know, basically. Yeah. He's been adventuring for sixty years. Yeah. And you know, he's this is the the ultimate prize or the ultimate thing to find is yeah. time travel. Yeah. And yeah. you know, anybody who's like time travel, that does it. You know, it's like, look, man, we've dealt with the <laughs> Jesus cup. We've dealt yeah. with the Ten Commandments crushed up, causing people's faces to melt. Yeah, you know, I we're mean, dealing literally with guys pulling hearts, be, still beating hearts out of out, out of, of people. bodies. You know, but oh, aliens in yeah, you know, or you travel. know, getting inside of a fridge and surviving a exactly. nuclear bomb. Yeah, but it's just the guy. You know, the the first shot that you see him as old Indiana Jones sleeping in a chair in his boxers. <laughs> Getting woken up by the Beatles, getting all mad, you know. <laughs> He's such an old man intensity. It's so great. It is so good. Anyway, look, if you like Indiana Jones, if you love Indiana Jones like I do, and you don't see this in the theater, you're going to be really upset. Every single person I've talked to when I've said, oh, have you seen the new Indiana Jones? Oh, I heard it was bad. Oh, you saw it? What did you think? I was like, I loved it. And they're like, 
really? It's like, yeah. Should I go see it? Go see it. Yeah. Go see it. See it in the theater. We're not getting paid. No. We're not getting paid by Lucasfilm. In fact, fact, Lucasfilm ruined my life. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And I'm still. Yeah. I'm still pushing. That movie, it's the first movie in a long time. That the movie ended, and I was like, I want to sit down and watch this again right same, now. Same, same. Right and now. it went by so fast, and it was just a great ride. And it's so many so cool good. set pieces. Oh, my God, so good. There was just there was one <laughs> shot to me that looked weird. That was it. The yeah. shot of him running on the yeah. top of it, the train. All that money they spent on that CGI, and, and they couldn't like, make him look more realistic please, running on top of that train. Please fix that, yeah. by the way. But his de-aging was amazing. Oh, my God. It, I, it looked like... Him, it was like that was kind of the sad thing too because yeah, you know, you get a big old chunk of young indie. It's like watching a yeah, you know, an old Indiana it Jones. It looked like movie it was shot again. in the early eighties. So good, but seriously, if you're an Indiana Jones fan, find it, watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's got to still be in the theater somewhere. It's worth seeing on the big screen. Yes, it's definitely you know definitely. I I barely go to movies anymore. Yeah, but I definitely made sure that I saw this one in the theater because so good. I've seen them all in the theater. Yeah. From the beginning to the end, and there was no way I was going to miss this. It was so good. It, it was the perfect ending to the Indiana Jones story. It was great. Yeah. Uh, if you got a problem with it, then you, you're an unhappy then person. Then you have a problem. <laughs> you are the problem. If you have a problem with it, then you have a problem with us. <laughs> uh, but seriously, go see it. It's such a great movie. It was super fun. If yeah. you love Indiana Jones, you're not going to be disappointed. Right. Um, All right. So what else have you been watching? Oh, Lord, man. I got a lot. Okay. I've been watching a lot. Uh, I'm going to go through a few things. I'm going to try to make it quick. Okay. But I did, I, I ended up watching uh, the Jack Ryan series. Yeah. I had not watched, I think what's really funny is I'm pretty sure I watched the first season. Oh, yeah. And, but I rewatched Don't it. Remember any of it? I, I remember bits and pieces. Yeah. And then by the time I got to the end, I was like, oh, I did watch this. <laughs> but it was fine. Yeah. But it was. It is a great video game. You okay. know? It's okay. like uh, Extraction 2. Is that the movie? Yeah. 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 It, another great video. Because it's, it, Jack Ryan is set up like a, it, it's a great video game with an amazing cast. Right. Wendell right. Pierce is amazing nice. as Jack Greer, as, a, as Will Greer. Will, Will Greer? I think Will. it's Will. Yeah. His boss or whatever. Right. right but right. Wendell Pierce, you know him from The Wire and, you know. From uh, that uh, the Louisiana series, uh, oh, the jazz yeah. series, yeah, uh, Treme, Treme, thank you. Um, just an exceptional actor, one of my absolute favorite actors, and he is he nails it. Uh, He's so good. John Krasinski's great. There's a thing about John Krasinski that drives me nuts, though, and he did this in The Office, and he does it in this. And a lot of times, when he gets quiet. You get a little quiet, little gift over the And that drives me nuts. But he didn't do it a lot in this. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it was, I think, enough time. I think when I first started watching this, it was just too close to the office. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's still a little hard for me to see him as an action guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's good. And there's a really nice... Uh, arc for his character over the series okay. where he's pretty much a boy scout at the beginning you know it's annoying to the yeah. point where it's annoying where it's like dude 
you're undercover. You can't yeah. be this righteous about everything. You're <laughs> right, going to have right. to make, you know, you're working for the CIA, dude. Right, right. You're going to have to bend your morals a little bit or get the <laughs> F out. Yeah. But he yeah. does start to realize that. And the supporting cast is really, really good. Uh, and But, you know, each season is kind of a, you know, it's either uh, you got terrorism or then it's the Russians yeah, and then yeah. it's the this. And it very much like a video game because a lot of the episodes are like, all right, Jack, you have to infiltrate this embassy. <laughs> there are three exits over here. Your target is this and you have to get this. So it fully just reminded me of the Call of Duty games. Right, right. So right. after I watched the show, I got a bug up my butt and started playing all the Call of Duty nice. games. Because we got so many of them for free yeah, yeah, over yeah. the years. And I, I, I never play the multiplayer of those, which I know is the, that's the only reason why most people buy it. Sure. I just like the, the campaigns because the campaigns are short and sweet. Yeah. And it's like playing yeah. a Michael Bay action movie. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's like, it's so over the top. And there's all these crazy set pieces and betrayals. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's the oh, twists yeah. and turns are so over the top. I highly recommend, highly recommend if you are a PlayStation Plus member uh, to play the Call of Duty Cold War. Because talk yeah. about 70s yeah. goodness. Or After, 80s, actually. 80s. After this, uh, as of this, uh, you're hearing this hopefully on the day that it came out on Friday. You only have a few days left to yeah. get it. But if you have PlayStation Plus, download it. It's... Yeah. Look, you're basically, there's a character that looks ex- exactly like a 70s Robert Redford, who's kind of your handler. Yeah. And, you know, it, it's a lot more stealthy, which I like, mm-hmm. you know, going in. It's, it's more spy-like, which I really That's like. Cool. Yeah. Um, the other ones are more, you know, tactical, four-person, you know, right, right. infiltrate. or But, man, there are so many, like... There is this one twist. I'm not even going to tell which game. I'm going to tell a few twists, but not which game, so I won't give it away. But there's this just great twist where you you, you have to get this uh, uh, computer, you know, hard drive or whatever mm. with all this information. And you finally you battle through and you battle through and you battle through and you finally get to the helicopter. And the guy is like, thanks. Yeah, time to get rid of some loose ends. Boom. Shoots you. Boom! Shoots this guy that has been like a a, a staple of the series for years. Right, right. Munster mostly kills him, pours gasoline on you, and lights <laughs> you on fire while you're still alive. <laughs> and then you die. Jeez. And then wow. you move on to another character. That's what's beauty about it. Is yeah, you, yeah. Another one. You, there's a full on nuclear explosion. Yeah. You crash this helicopter and you're crawling out and it's you just look up and you see this oh, mushroom cloud so is so epic. Up. It's it so amazing. Epic. Yeah, yeah. And you die. But that's what <laughs> I love about it is there's these great twists and turns. Yeah. And they're yeah. you could play them in a weekend or a, yeah. even an yeah. afternoon if you want, because they're like five or ten hours maybe. Ten, yeah, ten at the most. However, you know, some are smaller and some are bigger. Some are better than others. But yeah, the Jack Ryan totally sucked me in to <laughs> nice. playing those games. It was really fun. Um, I also, but yeah, I would recommend it. If you like, I've always liked, I know you're not a Clancy fan, yeah. but I've always liked the Jack Ryan books or the Clark books, mm-hmm. um, because they're, you know, they're, it's very Stephen Kingy, the, the way that the thriller goes. It's, yeah. it's like, yeah. it's, it's not, there is a lot of like, there is a lot of technical stuff sometimes. Right. You, right. you know, the technology, because he, he's really into that the yeah, tech yeah, stuff, which yeah. I like. But the books are good reads and they're fun adventures and spy stuff. So I used to, I haven't read them in a long time, but I yeah. used to read the 
the at least the Jack Ryan books and the <laughs> and the Clark, I forget his name, but he Clark was uh, I don't know they didn't have him in the series. They had a few different guys that were kind of an amalgam of him. Oh yeah, yeah. but he's like the CIA spook that that comes and saves his ass all the time, and he's right, just like the right. badass mf right. that if you need something done, you <laughs> right. go to Clark. He's there, yeah. But there's a character, Matisse, that I think was based on him uh, in the Jack Ryan show, mm-hmm. and it's got Michael Kelly playing Mike November. Uh, if you saw Michael Kelly, you would know exactly who he is. He's kind of this balding, uh, everyman kind of guy. Have you seen him? Yeah, yeah. He shows up. He's been on Dawn of the Dead. He was in House of Cards, Criminal Minds. He's been in a ton of stuff. But he's just like this solid, solid, yeah, yeah. funny, charismatic guy. Uh, and so he's got – it's got a great cast. I'd say watch it. Yeah. Go for Jack Ryan. And then play some Call of Duty. You'll have yeah, some fun. Yeah. You'll feel like a patriot. Uh, <laughs> other things that I watched that I really liked, um, uh, they cloned Tyrone. Mm-hmm. Really fun. I need to watch that, yeah. That yeah. totally fits in this month because it's a very cool mix of 70s black exploitation and 70s sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It comes together. It's it's told in present times, but it's totally got this that, feel of like 60s, 70s. Yeah. Uh, um, John Boyega is great nice. playing multiple characters. Um, hence, Clone and Tyrone. They clone Tyrone. Uh, yeah. And... Um, Jamie Foxx is great. Leonia Paris, I think that's how you pronounce her name. I've never heard it, so please right, forgive right. me if I'm wrong. But she was in, uh, uh, she was in. She's like the new Marvel lady that was in WandaVision. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She's in the new Monica Rambo. Yes, Monica yeah. Rambo. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, she's so much fun in this. So energetic. She's. It's just got a great cast. It's a fun movie. Real quick ride. Cool. Very clever. And I think it's a, the directorial debut for this director. Oh, really? Very strong. Okay. Uh, I've been. I watched some of the new Witcher. Uh, I, I I held off because uh, the streaming services are now doing this thing where they release half of the show <sighs> and then yeah. another half, so you don't just get it for the two week right, free trial right. and then get rid right, of it. Right. So I haven't finished that. So far, really enjoying it. Okay. This will probably be the last season I watch because I can't imagine uh, somebody else somebody playing, else playing the, Witcher? the Witcher. I don't think it's like James Bond. You know, I think yeah, uh, yeah. Cavell has made this his role. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I agree. And I, agree. I just honestly, and it may prove me wrong, but I just don't think that um, Liam Hemsworth is going to be He's going to be as yeah. strong. Sure, sure. Yeah. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, I watched the new Futurama started. I watched that oh, nice. episode. Nice. It is Futurama. Yeah, yeah. It is exactly <laughs> nothing's changed. If you like Futurama, <laughs> it's Futurama. Uh, there, I watched Adam Eve, which was a standalone. Oh yeah, I need to watch that. Yeah. Very good, very good. It was the origin story of uh, Adam Eve. Adam Eve um, from Invincible. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's gory and it's fun and it's. Oh uh, my god, I'm so excited for the next season of that. So good. Um, I'm probably um, gonna watch. I've watched that s- the first season twice. I'm probably gonna watch it again. Yeah, before. I'm gonna watch it. I've only seen it once, but yeah. I'm gonna watch it oh, again. It's so good. Um, uh, another really great show is The Lincoln Lawyer. Oh um, yeah. And, uh, again, they <laughs> they cut that season in half. The next half is coming out next month. 
great cliffhanger to stop it on because I was just like, F you guys. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's a really solid show. If you like crime procedurals, uh, the, the guy that stars in it is really charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a cool show. It's a really cool series of books. By, I think Michael Connelly. Um, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, I read, I've read one of the books. Oh, uh, yeah. it, they're good. I mean, it's like if you like Michael Connelly's crime. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I love yeah. it. Uh, I, it's it's really good. The show is is totally worth your while. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Joe Pickett. Oh baby, <laughs> a lot of Joes and Jacks and Johns. Yeah. Uh, Joe Pickett is so good. This season is so good, and it's again, it's on Paramount. It's there on Sundays, so you got to wait each week, and right, they do a right. great job of of cliffhanging episodes nice, where it's just nice. like f you. Um, <laughs> but the guy that plays, he's a Kiwi. The guy that plays Joe Pickett, he I I, I don't know his name. I'm not going to look it up because f him. No, uh, but he was also in that um, space show on Apple TV, um, Mankind. Oh yeah, that was okay. like a alternate telling of the space race right, where I right. think Russia hit the moon first. Um, good show, but this guy is so good at playing awkward. Like Joe Pickett is just so uncomfortable in his own skin. Like he. I've never seen a guy, like, jam his fists into his back pockets of his jeans <laughs> and look just so like he wants to just... Right, right. It is a brilliant performance. It's a really cool show. Like, the way that they portray the family, his wife is a badass. The kids are really support. Like, it's a good family and not a cloyingly stupid, okay. you know, like... Right. Ah, oh, we're a great family. <laughs> like, if they sing together, and they do sometimes, they earn it. Look, <laughs> right. I hate that stuff, Adam. I hate it. You know me. <laughs> You yeah. know me. Yeah. But they earn it because it works with them. Okay. And okay. so that's the thing about this show is there's so much in this show that I should not like. <laughs> right. But right. I do. So I'm giving it props. Plus, it's just a really, you know, interesting, like, serial killer. It's just weird yeah, that a, yeah. a fish and game guy is is so connected to so many murders and right, stuff. But it's right. a small, corrupt town. Yeah. Um, so I would – we're on the second season of that. So you can binge a little bit. And okay. I think we're getting close to the end of the second um, I watched a really fun documentary on Shudder called Shark Exploitation. Oh yeah, I love shark movies. Uh, yeah, yeah, love yeah. them. And this does a great. It's like a two hour and something. Oh it's wow. crazy! Wow, but it does a really good job. It has uh, marine biologists and Roger Corman, oh, and, nice. you know anybody from all of the shark yeah, worlds yeah. all together to talk about these movies and. It's a re- if you love shark movies, it's a great celebration of that. Plus, it'll it, it, it's goosed me to watch a bunch of really bad shark movies. Nice, you nice. know, Sharktopus. And yeah, they talk yeah. about uh, Sharknado, and they talk about our buddy Mark's six headed shark movie. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one that Mark Nagel. Yeah, was yeah, in, right? yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, but if you like sharks and you got Shutter, it's a no brainer. Uh, <laughs> I'm almost done. I promise. I, m- my biggest pick is Justified Primeval. Yeah, yeah. That just started. Damn. Yeah. Damn. That is so good. You don't have to have watched right. the the series Justified because it's a different town, different story. Uh, I would recommend watching it because Justified's an amazing show. Sure. But it is just... Just proves what an amazing actor... Oh, yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Jimmy Oliphant. Oliphant. I got really uh, uppity. Timothy yes. Oliphant. Elitist. Timothy Oliphant. 
It just goes to show that Tip- Timothy Oliphant is just such a great actor. Oh, yeah. yeah. He is so likable. And he I love how he has just, just leaned into playing a cowboy. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. a space cowboy on <laughs> Book of Boba Fett, yeah. or it's a cowboy cowboy on Deadwood, or a TV cowboy on um, uh, the Tarantino movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Or you know, a, a Marshall Cowboy in Justified. He is so good. But there's a s- scene. It's not really spoiling anything. But there's a scene in it where this guy, he, he's got his teenage daughter with him in this show. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the conceit is he's driving his teenage daughter to this camp because she punched somebody in the nose. Right, and right. it's basically just a camp. But she's, she's great. And their chemistry together. The, the actress playing his daughter is amazing. Um, and they end up stopping and these dudes try to rob them. Yeah. He's a marshal. So he's like, guys, you effed up. Yeah. Yeah. And so he gets sidetracked and then pulled into this murder investigation and all this stuff. And there's this scene where this bad guy is kind of cozied up to his teenage daughter and he takes him out and Oliphant's always got a gleam in his eye and he always looks like he's, you know, smiling and listening. Mm-hmm. And then the switch to violence, it is so effective mm-hmm. the way that he does it. Like, I don't think anybody can do it as well as him that burn. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Absolutely. I think we're three or four episodes in. I'm just riveted. What is it? Uh, what's the streaming on? Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Hulu. Uh, Justified Primeval. Definitely, definitely worth watching. Um, I also watched a uh, Transformers movie. The Beasts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rise of the Beasts or oh. Beastie Beasts or whatever. Yeah. So, not good. <laughs> not Wait, what? Good. There is so, there's just no depth or anything to these movies. No, like, I don't care no. about any of them. Like, and also, there's no consequences. Right. Like, everything right. that happens, all of the deaths, spoiler alert, all of the deaths don't matter because they don't. They don't stay dead. Stick. And it's yeah. the whole, you know, Marvel Avengers yeah, death yeah. thing where <laughs> nobody ever dies. Um, the only thing about it, I mean, there's two, there, I, I will give it props for it being more condensed. Like, they didn't do any army crap. They didn't have these huge, right, right, you know, giant battles within the city. Right. It all kind of takes place in Peru. It's, I think, two human beings. Right, and it's mostly, you know, the 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 robots. You got Peter Dinklage as the bad guy robot, and you got Ron Perlman as the as the as the gorilla robot, wow. and you got uh, um, Michelle Yeoh as the as the bird robot. <laughs> but who cares? Like nobody yeah. cares, yeah. and it's like there's a whole new bad guy, Planet Eater, which is just like Marvel. Well, yeah, yeah, that was that was from the uh, Omicron. That was from the 1984 movie, right? Omicron, where he and yeah, Scourge. He, he's going to eat the, eat Earth. And yeah, they have to defeat him. They do. Yeah, and he's going to eat Earth. That was at a, him. originally voiced by Orson Welles. Yeah, it was one of the last things he did it was before the he last died. Thing he did. <laughs> well, I don't know who was voiced by voiced by this time, but it was no Orson Welles. No, no. and it was just. I mean, it's fine, I guess, but it's just like these movies. Have no 
nothing to them. It's basically just a toy. It's yeah. it's like if you were playing with your toys, but right. I think you would have a much more interesting plot yeah. in your toy playing. Yeah. Oh my god. And <sighs> poor Pete Davidson. Is he does he play him does he play a person in no. it? No. Pete Davidson plays Mirage. Oh, okay. The car that can kind of turn into anything. Yeah. Which is weird because Mirage is a Porsche, right? Okay. But somehow he turned into a giant trash truck. Like, where did he get the extra metal? Where did he get it? Because he's not you, that big. You you understand that this is giant robots turning into things. But even in that <laughs> conceit, Adam, it doesn't make any sense. But they're not made of metal. They're the they're made of this weird okay. Autobot flesh. Sure. 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 And it, it expands. Anyway. <laughs> Poor Pete Davidson, man. <laughs> That's your sticking point. All I could think was him in the booth being like, come on, guys. Is this going to make me look like an a-hole? <laughs> and the director's like, no, no, man. This is this is funny stuff. You're hilarious, Pete. This is great. Keep going, man. This is great. Is he a good guy? Yeah. Okay. But he's basically... Mirage in the original was not. He's Pete Davidson. It just it's Pete Davidson. But it's like... The worst version of Pete Davidson? <laughs> I like Pete Davidson. Yeah, I think Pete yeah. Davidson's he's, hilarious. He's, yeah. I think he's really he's funny. He's an interesting person. Oh, yeah. And I think he, as a human being, has been through a whole S-load oh, of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and the guy is struggled and come out and, like you said, really interesting guy. Yeah. yeah. Very talented. Hilarious. Great on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, that, that movie he did with Bill... Burr, the King of Staten Island or whatever. Was oh, was, yeah, Burr? yeah. I think it was Bill Burr. There's one with Bill Burr where he was like playing his stepdad or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Bill Burr. That yeah. was funny. King of Staten Island was fine. It was an autobiographical. Bi- autobiographical. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody sleeping. Sorry, I'm from Staten Island. Oh, it was autobiographical. Um, <laughs> yeah. But really, really, look, I love the guy, but it's like, it's like a parody of Pete Davidson. Yeah. You know? Fist bumps and yeah, and bad yeah. jokes and it's horrible like the heightened stuff. version of him. And yeah. he's the only one. Everybody else so is super stoic, sticks out, sticks out like a sore thumb. Uh, I and, hate it when they do that. And then again, you know, he's got a death that doesn't really. It's just, ugh. I just that that was the thing. It's like watching the movie. I just felt so bad for Pete Davidson the entire wow. time. I'm just like poor Pete, poor Pete, poor poor Pete. Um, stay the f away from that. By the way, yeah. Um, but that's the stuff that I've been watching. I'm sure there's other stuff. But my big wrecks would be Lincoln Lawyer, Justified Primeval, and Joe Pickett. And then if you like sharks, the shark exploitation. Yeah. Those are the picks for the week or the month, I guess. Yeah. I did watch uh, on the plane. I watched John Wick Chapter 4. Ooh, I'm looking forward uh, to that. Which hasn't come out on streaming yet. Uh, it's interesting. It's almost three hours long. It seems a bit much. Yeah, it goes pretty fast, I will say. It moves really quickly. Uh, I'm, I'm a little sad because I think they abandoned the... Because the first three movies technically happen over like five days. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they abandoned that for the last one, which makes sense. But it definitely feels like it's the last movie? Yeah, I heard they took his kitten this time. He had a kitten. No, <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's a guy in it that has a dog, and he the dog like fights with him. 
And there were so many times I was like, well, Phoebe's not going to be able to watch this. Yeah. Uh, but but it actually works out really well at the end, and it's a really good plot point with the dog. It's really fun. Good. But, uh, but, yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward to it. It's, it's good. I, I, it made me want to go back and watch the first three again, which, surprise, none of them are available to stream anywhere. That is crazy. <sighs> I watched all three when they were, I think they were all streaming on Paramount or something. Yeah, they were on Peacock for a while, and I think they were, but, like, they were there for a while, but I think, I think they're going to come back when the, the new one comes. Well, the Continental... Yeah. That's releasing soon, right? The, 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 the series? Yeah, yeah, with uh, Anna de Armas mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. No, Anna de Armas, that's the ballerina. That's a Oh, that's a movie. different one. Yeah, it's enough movie, a, but there's a series. Yeah, okay. The Continental, that I yeah. think, is coming on Paramount Plus soon. Yeah. Um, uh, it was good. I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, it, it. It's definitely at that point where it's almost kind of a parody of itself. Yeah. But, but still good. What? But like, there's a couple characters you're like, oh my god. <laughs> Lance Reddick is in it, right? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, He's he, so good. He plays uh, um, the guy who owns the Continental, right? Uh, yeah. So Ian McShane owns the Continental, and Lance Reddick plays his like second hand. Oh, uh, I'm still devastated. So too soon, man. So too soon. Well, he's also he's not just an amazing actor that's in some of my absolute favorite shows and movies. Yeah. Um, but he was also such a huge part of the video game universe. Yeah, yeah. And his voice acting in so many games, whether it's the Forbidden West series yeah. or the Horizon series or um, I think he was even in Call of Duty stuff. I mean, the guy was in. And uh, he played a big part in, uh, oh, that, that online shooter from Sony. Um, Destiny? Destiny. Yeah. Destiny 2. Yeah, he was huge in that. Destiny 2. Yeah. Just such an amazing actor, such a great, great voice, and and such, and and like, and so many different things are trickling out now that he's done, and it's just a reminder of what we aren't going to get anymore. I know. It's sad. Breaks my heart. Uh, I do want to have just a moment for uh, Sinead O'Connor, who just passed uh, yesterday. Or two days ago. Um, it, yeah. I, I I mean, I hadn't really listened to a lot of stuff that she had done recently. Um, but I, I found out the, uh, Bear McCreary was doing music with her. Oh, wow. Literally, like in the last couple of weeks, has been doing music with her. And, and he was devastated. Um, but, yeah, I, I it was sad. I, I watched... Uh, the the week after she did the uh, SNL like cut it like tearing up the picture of the Pope yeah the host after that was Joe Pesci oh did he put it back together <laughs> he taped it back together and then threatened to beat the hell out of her yeah class act <laughs> class act there's a funny there was a funny story about that where uh, David Spade went out there and just grabbed a piece of yeah the, yeah of the picture and yeah. then when they put it back together there's a piece there's missing there's literally a piece missing and they're like yeah. somebody stole the piece and he was yeah. like oh my god I'm gonna... and then he... <laughs> but yeah I mean I get it Joe Pesci is a little Catholic I'm a little Catholic I'm Italian I like the Pope I'm a Catholic it's also so bizarre to me that you would get banned for ripping up a picture of the Pope it was the time it was the time it was you had it to was. respect you had to respect it had yeah to respect. nothing compares to you yeah, my prince. so good. Um, God, so good. She was an anomaly, and she, she was, like you said, still making music to yeah. this day. Yeah. Um, got a bad rap. She got a rough. She had it rough. Yeah, yeah. it was open season on her after she, she did that. And, yeah, and all it, that. apparently she had a 17-year-old that died last year. Yeah. I don't know from what. She had a lot of mental health issues. Like, she, she was very open about all of it. Yeah. And was like, you know, and she was a champion for people trying to help themselves. Yeah. And, it's a shame. She was only fifty six. It's a shame. Way too young. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know 
Do you know how? Was no, it? they haven't released yet how. So um, I don't know. And Tony mean, Bennett, I'm, he passed. So sad. Tony, I mean, granted, he was 97. Yes. <laughs> he helped liberate the, the camps, man. Yeah. That guy was a he hero. Was, he was an amazing singer. Uh, Phoebe was super sad about that because she wanted to see him live. And now, you know. Oh, he, yeah, I've yeah. seen him. Uh, a good friend of ours, Matthew Hoffman, he wrote a, a book, a coffee table book about oh, yeah. him. Yeah. And knew him really well. And and uh, wow. I think he did a couple of books on Tony Bennett. Oh, wow. Nice. And actually worked nice. with Tony Bennett. Oh, nice. Um, nice. To do it. I said he was just the nicest guy. Uh, my my sister-in-law, uh, who who passed the beginning of the pandemic, was actually related to him. Oh, wow. Like, distantly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, that was sad. I mean, he, he, has, he had a great life. He I definitely did a lot of... my heart. He's such a great voice. In San Francisco. <laughs> All right, so that's kind of what we're watching. You haven't yeah. been watching a lot because you've been busy. No, I've been busy. I haven't really played very many video games either. There's a few things that I played. I'll go through yeah. really quick. Uh, I got a couple of recs for um, stuff that's on sale if you want to yes, get a couple of I things did, that I are did cheap. I did buy a couple things on sale. Uh, I was playing. It's funny. I don't know. I, I've been just going through... The games, because I have so many games from getting free games from yeah. PlayStation Plus and stuff, for, you know, for like 10 years. So I was going through. And so when I've been playing, mostly, I went back to Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah, Arkham Knight. Yep. Uh, I never played that because I got stuck on some Joker, or not Joker, uh, Riddler challenge uh, thing. And I was like, F this. It this was is so annoying. F it. And then you told me you don't have to play those things. No, no. And when I, and when I found that freedom, <laughs> it was so much fun. It's like a detective. I mean, yeah, the, it's, it's a great game. It's a great, I, I know I'm like 15 years <laughs> late on but this. But it still holds up. But it holds up. Graphics are great. Yeah. It's a good story. There's some really like cool scares and stuff yeah. that I didn't even yeah. realize. Like, yeah. you know, um, the whole thing with the Joker, the conceit with the Joker, just hanging out with you. Like you'll, Very cool. you'll shoot up on top of a building and he's just sitting on the side of the building Ooh, talking to you. Ooh. So good. God, it's so yeah. good. <laughs> and I think it's, it's, it's Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. best Joker of all, in my opinion. And it's got Kevin Conroy, the best Batman yeah. of all, in my yeah. opinion. And it just saddens me listening to him. Cause again, we're not going to, yeah, I'm going to get that Batman anymore. But, uh, that was fun. I did play some more Stray. Nice. Uh, which is really fun. It's just, it's. I need to like just jam through yeah. like three hours. Some story. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a very different game, and it's right. very different than right. most of the stuff that I play. It's more of a platformer. Yeah. But it's super interesting. It's it's crazy the way that they can kind of make this quest game with a cat. Right, right. It's it's very it's great. I mean, I I I'm really enjoying it. But it's like, to me, it's kind of like Disco Elysium mm-hmm. or these kind of quirky games that I I like, but they're so different. Especially like Disco Elysium is so complicated. It's just I, yeah yeah. You need to kind of immerse yourself in yes. the world for a yes. while, and then I think I'll just be sucked in. Right, right, right. Um, right. So I've been playing that. Uh, like I said, I played. Four, five bunch Cold of Call War. of Duty games. Uh, the I really, really enjoyed the uh, Cold War one that was released yeah. for free this month. is really good. The modern I played the Modern Warfare ones, mm-hmm. uh, which were also free a while ago. Um, and then I've been playing Black Ops yeah. Three, yeah. which has like Christopher Maloney, which is really weird, and <laughs> it's all in the future, and you're part robot, and it's just it's so 
crazy over I, the top. I just saw Christopher Maloney in some movie. It was him. God, I looked it up because my, my, my dad and I were watching it, and, and he was a badass in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't remember. Like, he was fighting these, these guys that tried to – and it was just like, wow. Yeah. How is Christopher Maloney not a huge action star? Christopher Maloney <laughs> is uh, – he's like an anomaly. He's yeah. so amazing. Yeah. Uh, Stabler, the Law & Order yeah. character he played, I mean, there are people that just worship him because of that. Yeah, and yeah. and just keep standing. He and uh, Mariska Hargitay. Yeah, yeah, and it's like they are like the it couple of TV. Yeah, and, yeah. but he, I mean, the guy is incredible. That that show that he did with Pat Oswalt with the, as the imaginary friend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hol- amazing, amazing, and yeah. uh, he, the stuff that he did in the Harold and Kumar movies. Yeah. the little weird little he, parts. He is not afraid to take weird roles and just go with it. Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, my God. With the can. So, he's so good in that. The yeah. guy is equal parts the scariest MFer yes. on the planet yes. when he wants to be. And the funniest MFer yeah, on the planet. He has such good comic timing. And he's also, for all intents and purposes, just seems like an awesome dude. Yeah, he's he's somebody that I want to sit down and hang out with. He is the one dude on Twitter that I enjoy. Like, his Twitter was hilarious. You mean X? <laughs> Before I got off of it, but you know, he. Sorry. One of my favorite responses from him is some guy showed off a tattoo that he had, which was just fully nude. Chris Maloney from when he was on um, what was that uh, prison show on HBO? Oz. Oz. That's where he got. To I start. didn't know Chris Maloney was on. That's that. where he got to start. I've never watched Oz. I've never seen it. So <laughs> he, he replied. To the tweet of, uh, you know, basically the naked him tattoo. He's just like, my man. And it, he, he loves that stuff. There's nothing pretentious about him. There's nothing yeah. BS yeah. about him. He just seems like yeah. an authentic human being. And one of the most talented. So good. Versatile. So good. Guys, he's uh, just got that weird. I think the reason why he's not a bigger star is because he's a weird looking dude. He, yeah, yeah. But he's uh, the movie I was I was watching is called I Am Wrath. I don't know if you've seen this with John Travolta. Oh, it's from like 2016. It's Travolta is like essentially it's like uh, getting revenge. Like his wife gets murdered uh, and he's wife getting got revenge. Killed, gets and he was before. he was like a special ops guy. And Christopher Maloney's like his friend yeah. that helps him do this revenge stuff. Maloney so outshines Travolta, and and it's not Travolta's not bad in it, but it's just not a great movie. But man, Christopher Maloney is so good. He's good in everything. Yeah, everything. So uh, good. So good. Um, so it's kind of been fun to see him pop up on <laughs> yeah. Call of Duty and Uncanny Valley because it's weird looking. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I picked up. Uh, excuse me. Ah. On your recommendation, uh, th- there's a big summer sale going on. I think for the next week, if you're listening now, yeah, on yeah. PlayStation Plus or PlayStation Store, sorry, Store, yeah. Uh, and I picked up the Avengers game. Yep, you can get the deluxe. Did you get the deluxe I edition? Did. I did. I started playing that. It's fun. I mean, the the story is fun. It's the some of the controls are weird. Uh, the Hulk is fun to control. Nice. Uh, Kamala, Ms. Marvel. She, yeah. The the. She's a fun character. Yeah. The person that they cast as her is really good. Um, it seems it's like a fun 
Single player, it's definitely worth six bucks. Yeah, 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 for the single player. I mean, and it, again, like, I think it's that kind of Call of Duty thing. I think it's like a 20-hour story, if that. They, but there are story expansions. Oh, okay. And I think it's a little bit longer, because I've been playing for a while. Oh, I'm yeah. only like 13% done with, oh, the, okay. with okay. the single player story. I thought it was shorter, but yeah. And then once you get yeah. through the first single player thing, then there's other things right. that you can either play single player or with friends. Right. Like right. the Black Panther expansion and oh, the nice. Spider-Man or whatever. But it's definitely worth it. I mean, it's it's got an interesting story. It's fun. Um, I, I'm never going to play any of the multiplayer stuff. Never. In fact, technically, come, like, I think next March, you won't be able to because I think they're shutting all the servers down. And then another – so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth five bucks. If you like superhero stuff, yeah. if you've wanted to, like, punch around as the Hulk – while wearing a zoot suit as the Hulk. Because <laughs> uh, why not? This is your dream come true. It's been my dream. Been my dream. <laughs> but I've enjoyed it. And then there was another one, a little indie called Cloudpunk. Yes. Which is a fun, it's yes. an interesting little 8-bitter or 16-bitter yeah. that you you play as like a taxi driver and it's part driving or well, fly driving you know yeah it's yeah like you know a cyberpunk city with flying cars and then you can land the car You're, and then yeah and do other stuff and it's just this weird little you know i don't think there's any combat or anything it's just no kind it's of this, more of an ex- exploration yeah but there's a story definitely yeah and it's worth it another like you can pick up both of those for under 10 bucks um, yeah, I think Cloudpunk's like five dollars. I don't. Yeah, it's yeah, not something very much. Like, I think I bought both of them for nine ninety eight or something. I picked like up Cloudpunk and the Avengers. So I picked up in that same sale. I picked up Pathfinder Kingmaker, Ooh. which is a top down like RPG uh, that got some great reviews. Nice. So I'm really curious to give it a give it a try based on D and D stuff. Yeah, like yeah. D and D expansions. I'm looking forward to Baldur's Gate three, which is coming out. Yeah, September. I, September. The only thing. Is I'm not a fan of turn-based combat. Yeah, yeah. But I will have to say, there is a game uh, demo that I played. Uh, it's out. It's a game that's coming out soon. Sequel to something. But it's totally the old JRPG 8-bit oh, yeah. kind of deal. And it's got the turn-based. And I played through some of that demo. I really liked it. Oh, yeah? And I, and I kind of like the turn-based. So I'm like, okay... Uh, but Baldur's Gate 3 just sounds like it's going to be insane. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And, and you can play – what I think I if, – if we do get it, I think what I'd like to do is play – have one game where I'm playing by myself and then right, another game right. where you and I can play together. Yeah, yeah. Because you can go through the whole thing. Yeah. You can even do couch co-op together yeah. with a yeah. split screen. Yeah. Which is crazy. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, that sounds really fun. That's coming out next month. Uh, I did also pick up, they had it on Super Sale, and it was the Deluxe Edition. This is the thing I was thinking of, that the Deluxe Edition was like five ninety nine, and then the regular one was like $40. But Kingdom Come Deliverance I picked up, uh, because it has all the DC. You're, it's like set in like 1409. You're like a blacksmith's son. Oh, I have that. I know. I bought it for you yes. for Christmas a long time ago, but yes. this came with all the DLC. So I was like... I think I, I, think I have all the DLC, yeah. too. I was like, okay, you know what? I, I had read an article, and people were just gushing over it, and I was like... I have never sat down and played it. It's it's cool. And the thing that I like, because I did play a little bit, the thing that I really like about it is that you play as a nobody. Yeah. And it's not about you really saving the world or whatever. Right. It's kind of like right. you just kind of becoming whatever. The only thing that it's the combat was so difficult because it's you have to yeah. learn. I mean, yeah. everything is yeah. very realistic in it. Right. It's, it's right. not 
dragons and orcs and right. you know it's blacksmiths and and no and, it's very real yeah. but it's supposed to be a, a remarkable game and yeah I've, I'm uh, I'm excited to play it yeah give I'm, it a shot I'd like to give it a uh, shot as well. I did have a recommendation from a Newt uh, Phoebe's younger sibling who recommended a game called Killer Frequency oh it's on sale right now uh, for twenty dollars on the, the the summer sale for PS5. Pretty sure they played it on PC, but it looks, it's like a first person mystery thing. You're a, a nighttime DJ, and essentially the, um, the 911 operator has to leave town. And so you have to be the 911 operator. Oh. And essentially it's you solving this crime and getting like stalked by this serial killer or something. That sounds awesome. It looks, you should watch the trailer for it. It looks amazing. 20 bucks is a little rich because yeah. I think it's, it's only like a 20 hour game. But, I think once it gets down to like 10, 15 or 10, I'll probably pick it up. Nice. But it looks really, the, the, the aesthetic of it looks amazing. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that does sound really cool. I, I love me some serial yeah. killers. That's yeah. for sure. There's yeah. not enough games like that that are more mysteries. Yeah, yeah. I started started playing the Alan Wake remake. Yeah. It was free. I'm going to do definitely in the next couple of weeks. Going to do um, that. That's fun. Uh very Stephen King. I mean, even opens up with a quote by Stephen King. Yeah, so yeah. you know, you know what you're getting. There, there's a sequel to that coming out soon. Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of stuff coming out that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. Uh, more so in September. There's not a lot of stuff coming out in August that I'm. No, no. I, I watched a video from Game Ranks this morning about August stuff, and eh, I like half paid attention because it wasn't, you know. No. September. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate comes out on PC in August, but it doesn't come out for the PS5 until September. But September looks like it's going to be a hefty month. Well, yeah. September, you've got Baldur's Gate. You've got the first and I think only expansion for Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, yeah. Which is, looks really great. It's going to yeah. completely overhaul the game. I'm so excited to finally play that game. Yeah, well, I'm kind of jealous that you're going to be playing. I think I might start a new playthrough when all of the things yeah. change over. Yeah. But the the Phantom Liberty or something Liberty. Something like that, yeah. Uh, it's got Idris Elba and it's got, uh, um, you know, Johnny Silverhand, <laughs> Keanu Reeves is back. Keanu Reeves. Um, it, I played, I loved it. I yeah, loved yeah, the yeah. cyberpunk game. Once it finally came to the PS5 and they got rid of the glitches. Right, right. It was just totally in my wheelhouse. Nice. A lot of stealth and you can yeah. play the way you want to play. Great story, great graphics. 100% recommend it. I'm really excited for that. Um, that's about it, man. All right. All I right. think we've given you enough stuff. Yeah. A lot of stuff to, to ponder over. Let us know in the comments what you're playing, what you're watching. Yeah. And if there's something 70 sci-fi that you'd want us to cover, or if, if there's anything you want us to cover, let us know. Because yeah, uh, please. we want to make y'all happy. Yeah. Happy well, chappy. We're going to be back next month with our August, which is our Gene Hack Month. Gene Hack Month, baby. Oh, I'm so excited about Gene Hack Month. Oh, we got the conversation. Uh, uh, which is the greatest film about paranoia ever made. I, it's uh, also just one of the greatest films ever made. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's such a masterful performance yeah. by Gene Hackmonth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we got uh, French Connection, classic. Everybody loves so it. And so we'll finish up with Mississippi Burning with he and Willem Dafoe. Yeah. Stamping out racism. Trying, trying to stamp yeah. out racism. They didn't yeah. do it. We're still trying. Yeah. 
Uh, but anyway, thanks for joining us, and we'll be back with a brand new month. Yeah. And stay cool, babies. Yeah. Uh, Waller Br- Br- Bridges. Waller Waller Bridges. Waller Bridges. Freebie. Phoebe Waller Bridges. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming, Sane Elsewhere, already in progress.